0: Welcome to Linux in the Shell, episode 13, The Top of Top. Hello, my name is Dan Washko, I'll be your host today for this episode 13 of Linux in the Shell, and we're going to start our discussion on top. Now, top is a fairly complex command with a lot of features to it, so this is going to be a multi-part episode. I don't know how many parts, probably three, although I may be able to do it in two. So what this episode is going to talk about today is just the top of top. Now, top is basically an application that aggregates complete system information. Uh, of what's running and how much resources are being utilized by whatever's running. Top itself has two main sections. There's the top of top which we will be talking about today is the summary information and that's a section we'll cover each of those little bits and the summary information in just a minute and then underneath that is the application field information and that lists the applications that are running and some information about the utilization of those applications. We're going to cover that section next time. So let's jump right in and remember for the full write-up of this and to get the, the notes and the links and the bibliography, head over and over to LinuxInAShell.org and check out episode 13. So when you fire up top by default, you're going to see a small section. Probably takes about less than a quarter of of the top screen itself, depending on your window size. But it's about a quarter of the top screen for the summary information. And there are default uh, five lines there that will be of interest to you. The first line shows the just basic CPU system information. Uh, It's going to show you the time of day on your system. And next to that, it's going to show you the uptime and how many days, minutes, hours and minutes that your system has been up. It'll also show you next to that is how many users are logged into your system. And then it's going to show you the CPU load averages. Now, remember, this value of CPU load averages is the same thing that I talked about a few episodes ago. It was that episode 9, the W command and CPU load averages, There are three values here for CPU load averages. The first one is the load average over the past minute, the second one is the load average over the past five minutes, and then the third one is the load average over the past 15 minutes. Now remember this doesn't mean percent utilization of your CPU. Uh, What that actually means is the actual load on the system and how it's been handled by the CPU. That is is going to be a, a value from 0 to some floating point number. Now, a value from 0 to 1 is where you, you actually want it to be between 0 and s- point 0.70. is the ideal place for a single CPU system, point 0.70. Um, anything that goes beyond point 0.7 to 9 to 1 you wanna that that's starting to be an indication that your system is not handling the load that you're putting on it. If you see that occasionally, like if you're compiling an application, don't worry about it. Uh, what it means when it reaches one, you can look at it and say, when when the CPU load average reaches one, that means my system is handling at max what I'm throwing at it. Okay, you don't necessarily want it to be running at max. If you're seeing one, the value of one across you know, the 1 minute, the 5 minute, and the 15. You're seeing values beyond that. Whatever you're doing with your system, you need to uh, either start looking around for a process that's gone awry or your system's just not beefy enough for the tasks that you have going on. Again, the value exceeding 1 means that your system, your CPU, your system, is you would need... In a nutshell, if it was at two and you had a single CPU system, you would need a system that's two times as powerful to handle the load that you're asking it to handle. And again, if it if it spikes up there once, twice, and you're you're compiling something or running a game, you know you'll probably keep an eye on that. But if it's a constant thing, then you have a problem. Now, again, this in a multi CPU system, dual core, quad core. Multi-core system, multi-CPUs. Uh, r- this value increases with each CPU on the system or each core. So if it's a dual-core, uh, it's a value between uh, zero and two. Uh, so if you see the system is running at 1.5, you don't need to really worry about it. When it starts getting up to 1.7 or 1.8, then you got to start watching what you're doing with your system. Is it is it powerful enough? So with each core. Or each processor you increase it by one so just be aware of that uh, of what's going on uh, and i it, covered that completely in the w command on episode was it eight or nine check it out now that covers basic first line information the second line shows you tasks on the system and that's broken down into a few columns uh, first one is how many tasks are total on the system. that will give you a number there, and then it'll show you how many are actually running, how many system tasks are running, and how many are sleeping. So the values that you see, okay, but there's two more: there's stopped tasks and there's zombie tasks. We'll cover in a minute. So all those values right there should equal the number of the total number of tasks. So running and sleeping, that's pretty obvious. Uh, stopped. What that is 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 in a case, you know, an example of this is if you're running a command, maybe you're tarring up a large archive, you're extracting a large archive, you're tailing a log file or something, and while it's running, you hit Control Z to stop the process. That would be an you know something that is stopped. Um, it's a process that's waiting to continue. Uh, it would show up there as a stopped process. Then you would. Type foreground percent one and it would continue on. Uh, zombie processes are a little bit different. They're not stopped processing. A zombie process is uh, when a running process, when a process is running, uh, we'll call this the parent, spawns off another process. We call that the child. When that child process spawns off the parent, the parent is supposed to issue a wait command and continue the checked status of the child process. Uh, And then when the child process completes, it releases the resources it had, but it still remains in the process table until the parent process acknowledges that the child process is terminated via the wait command. If something were to go wrong, or the parent process hasn't called the wait command yet, but the child process is finished, it's going to be sitting in the um, process table. It's not running, it's not taking up resources, but it's kind of considered a zombie process. Now... If you see zombie processes start to build up, um, that could indicate there's a problem with an application that you're running. Uh, there's coded, it's not coded properly. Um, it could be a bug in the system. It could be poorly written process. Uh, but anyway, that will show you right there as a good way to look for zombie processes in the top command. Uh, so if you start seeing a lot of zombie processes and they're building up and up and up, keep a close eye on that. That could be a problem with one of the applications that you're running. Third line, it's we come down to the percent CPU utilization. Now this is a little bit different than when we said load average at the top. What this is supposed to show you on this line, the CPU state percentages. Uh, these are the value shown um, are as f- there's there's a bunch of them here and there's like a two character abbreviation for what these mean and I'll cover each one of those. Okay. US, this is the first one. It's the time running user unnice processes. Normal processes that were started that weren't nice or anything. Adjust with the nice normal user processes that have not been adjusted using the nice. That shows you a percentage of the CPU being utilized by those. Then there's system, system running kernel process, the system running kernel processes, um, stuff like that. That shows you the time, the CPU percentage of the time was being utilized running system processes or kernel processes. Then there's, uh, that's represented by SY. Then there's NI. Those are uh, running user nice processes. So if a process was started and it's been nice, or re-niced by the root user or the user, it'll show you the percentage of the CPU that has been taken up by normal user processes adjusted by the nice command. Then there's the, th- the fourth one is ID or idle, and that's the percent of the time the system has been idle. And if, if you're just running on a standard desktop system uh, and you, f- you fire it up and you're just, you come you sit down and you're not really doing anything, but you maybe have a bunch of applications open, like a Firefox, Thunderbird, or some email application, maybe an XChat session. And a lot of this stuff is running in the background. You're not using it. Um, you might see the bulk of your CPU percentage time going to being idle. It's idle of it being idle. So those processes or applications will probably be sleeping in the background, not doing anything. But you'll see the CPU is being mostly idle. There's a few more columns here of values is wa and that's the percent of the time the system has been waiting for interrupt io completion Uh, then you have two values there's hi and si and that's the hi stands for hardware interrupts and software stands for software interrupts and that's the percent of the time the cpu is is handling hardware interrupts and the percent of the time the cpu is handling software interrupts Uh, the last column is pretty new and unless you have an old, really old version of top, it might not be there. But it is st, and that's for stolen. And that only really applies to uh, virtual machines running in a hyper, running by a hypervisor. That'll show you the total amount of CPU stolen from the virtual machine by the hypervisor. Uh, so chances are you'll never see that value escalating unless you're running virtual machines. So if you're in a virtualized environment and you see the value greater than zero, what this means is that some other process, you know, chances are it could be another virtual machine, is stealing CPU time from the CPU that was allocated to your hypervisor or your VM session. So that, that's what the the stolen time means right there. Now, if we, if we add up all those values right there, they should equal 100%. But if you take the percent idle, the percent idle value, no, percentage should be the total sum of all those other values subtracted from 100, and that should give you the percent idle. and that, all that should match. So that, those are what those values mean right there. Um, the percent CPU over, over the time allocated for the, the refresh interval. Then there's two other another thing that you can do then is that is showing you the percent CPU for your entire system. So if you have a single core system, single CPU, you see the percentages there. If you have a multi-core system, it's, it's showing you the percentages for the whole system. If you were to press the 1 key with a multi-core system, uh, it would expand and you would see those percentage values for each CPU core in there. Now you have to be careful because uh, by default, top is running in iRix mode. Okay, it's what is called iRix mode, and so if you have a multi-processor system, dual core, multi-processors, um, what you're seeing there is the default is to display the percentages per each CPU. So it treats its each CPU with its own percentages, and so. A a uh, process that consumes 10% of the system time would consume 10% of one CPU, not necessarily 10% of the total CPU power, okay? So just be aware of how IREX time is handled. So you have to do that calculation in your mind. So 10% is kind of like if you, This is really horrible math, but look at it this way. Is if you have two core process, two processors, a dual core system, uh, in IRIX, you kind of have to treat it like 200%. But that's not really the way it works. You might be taking up 10% of one CPU, but it'll show as being 10% of the entire system. Um, 10% of one CPU where you actually have to realize that you have 200% power as opposed to 100% in IRIX thought processes. If, if you switch it to solar, Solaris mode, all CPU percentages are treated across uh, as being across all CPUs. So a value of 10% would be calculated across both CPUs. So that means um, in the IRIX mode, you're looking at 10% of 200% in, this, in both your CPUs. And you might say, well, why doesn't it just show 5%? Well, it doesn't. But that's spread across 2%. But in Solaris mode, you're going to see that 10% of one CPU that, that's being utilized on one CPU, not 10% of the total CPU power. So just be aware of that. So if you look at it, if in IRIX mode it might show 10%, and that's across both CPUs, it's the total of both CPUs. But in Solaris mode, that 10% is no longer across all CPUs. It might show like 15 or 20%, and it's probably not that clean but for one CPU, so it's only showing for one CPU. Now you can switch um, between IRIX and Solaris mode using the I button, the capital I. That'll switch between the two modes in there. So if you switch between the modes with one, you can toggle on displaying the multiple CPUs in your system and then you can toggle IRIX mode on and off. You should switch it to Solaris mode by typing a capital I and then back to IRIS by hitting capital I again. And if you press the one button, the one key, it will collapse the CPUs into one overall value as opposed to showing each CPU individually. Finally, we come to the last line, last two lines of top. And this is memory information. And this, what you're going to see in here, is kind of like when we talked about the free command. It shows you a line in kilobytes, or megabytes, or gigabytes, depending on how much memory you have in the system. It adjusts itself, and you're probably going to see it in kilobytes. But it shows you your, quote, physical memory, how much you have total, how much is being used, how much is free, and how much is allocated to buffers. And then underneath that is swap information, how much swap you have, how much is being used, how much is free, and how much is being allocated for cash. Remember, don't start to get overly alarmed if you see that you're using... A lot more memory than you think you should be and that you, you don't have the total amount free that you expect be aware that this works kind of similarly to the way free command works that we talked about on episode 8 that's when the kernel will allocate a physical memory towards the cache buffer so where it might show you utilizing like 80 percent of your memory you got to look at what's going on into what the bu- what's being used as buffers and what's being used as cache, the cache buffers. You need to take those values and kind of subtract them out of the total memory being used to see how much you actually have being utilized to applications. Now, of course, um, if you're, you're running applications and there's a process going wild and you're seeing your memory usage spike up, you know, take into consideration that if your memory usage is high but your buffers and cached is really low and you don't have a lot of free memory, uh, that's a good indication that something is, your system's not being able to handle what you're throwing at it. So just be aware of that, that those two bottoms show you memory usage and swap usage. And, and just be aware of, of that as we discussed on the free command what those actually mean. For the summary section there are a few things that you can adjust, some flags that you can set, there's also some keys, uh, key combinations that allow your hotkeys to do different things. Default refresh interval is three seconds, so when you stop, start top by default it's going to run and refresh itself every three seconds. You can adjust the interval with the dash d When you start top, and it takes seconds and tenths of a second. So you can set it for like 5 seconds or 5.1 seconds or 10 seconds or 10.1. The value is SS for seconds and then .TT for tenths of a second. So you can change that refresh interval. Uh, Then there's dash N, which is the total number of iterations that you can run. Uh, so let's say you had a refresh, you leave it at 3, and you da- do dash n. What that will do is it will run through, uh, you specify a value of 10, it'll run through 10 iterations or 10 refreshes. So it approximately run for about 30 seconds, and then it'll quit. Um, that's You could do that. I think they, they said that that's a good command to do if you're running top from a, another application to call information from it, uh, running as as with a number of iterations is a way to go for that. Uh, Otherwise, top is just gonna run continuously until you press the Q key. When you're running top and you want to adjust stuff or look at stuff in the summary section, there's a couple of hotkeys that you can press. The L key, lowercase L, will toggle off and on the CPU load average section. Uh, The T key will toggle on and off CPU states and then the M key will toggle on and off the memory information. So those three main sections right there. The L key will toggle off that that first line right there, the load average information and the time and the uptime. The T key will toggle on and off the next two lines, the CPU states. And then the M key will toggle off the last two lines, the memory information. And again, recall that I had said that if you press the one key and you're in a multiprocessor system, it'll... It'll open and close. It'll show multiple multiprocessors, and then it'll close the multiprocessors and just show one. And finally, the capital I will toggle on between IRIX and Solaris mode. So that's the top of top. There's a lot of stuff in there to wrap your brain around. Head on over to the website. Read the write-up on it. If you're still confused, to clarify up, especially with the different CPU percentages, what they mean, and also the difference between IRIX and Solaris mode. The write-up explains that. Then there's links in the bottom that will give you more information on that. Last thing I want to say about top summary section. In top in general, if you press the H key, you will get into a little help menu and they'll talk about some of the things that you can toggle on and off while Top is running. My name is Dan Washko. This has been Linux in the Shell, Episode 13, Top of Top. Thank you very much. Thank Hacker Public Radio for supporting the show. We'll see you in about two weeks for the bottom of top. Thanks a lot.